Welcome to Good Returns TV. With me today in the studio is Colonel Founder Dean Anderson. Welcome, Dean. How are you? Very well. That's Thank good. You. Good to see you. Now, tell me, you guys have just done a survey of advisors, yeah. like looking at what they're doing, and and what would you sort of say is the overall state of the financial advice industry? So we put a survey out to independent advisors across the country, and I think what we found was a really strong sense of optimism mm. for the future of the sector, for their businesses. Many of them are looking to grow or hire new advisors. So I think, yeah, tomorrow is looking really positive. Yeah, that's good. Now, amongst the things you asked, one was like how full are their books? Yeah. And so what, do you, what were the numbers there? Yeah, I think what we found, though, was that there is a general sense of uh, opportunity and problems that also need to be solved. And so actually it was only 13% of respondents said that their book was 90% plus full. So there was a really large percentage of them who were only 50, 60, 70% full. So there is capacity out there. I think there is um, the ability to service more clients. So yeah, I think there's two ways to look at that. Is that, is that an issue or is that actually the opportunity? And, and I think we see that in the respondents that many of them are looking to try and grow and, and build their business still. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was quite interesting looking at the numbers where you asked them about the size of their clients and whether they had any, yeah. which, what do you call them? Were, um, so the subscale clients. Subscale, yeah. And I think what we were trying to understand there was often people will take on clients either because they are trying to grow the business and they'll accept anybody or, or from a friend or family. And actually what we found was a quarter of the respondents said that between 26 and 50% of their client base is subscale. And so that's a large percent. What we found is that there, most of these advisors tend to have a large proportion of their business, of their client base, that is not efficient, that they're probably not making a return on when they really assess the amount of time and hours they spend looking after them. Mm. So with, with those advisors, should they be looking at culling those subscale clients or, or what should they do with them? I think what we have seen there is that uh, when you look at the typical advice practice today, it hasn't really evolved over the past decade or so. So the options are either to cull those clients and be more serious and rigorous about who you're taking on and being very clear about why, mm. or actually to look at the opportunity, which is how do you leverage technology to actually make a better return and be able to service these clients and create longer term value. And there's a really interesting paper out of the US uh, by Oliver Wyman looking at the future of wealth and advice. Mm. And they have basically flagged what we all can sort of see is that the real opportunity isn't scrambling to compete for the million and five million dollar clients. Mm. The majority of revenue in the future is going to come from the mass affluence. These are the typical mum and dad investors. And that's going to come from two things. It's they're accumulating wealth, but they're also going to be the recipients of the massive intergenerational wealth transfer that's starting to occur and will accelerate over the next decade. But to actually service them, you need a hybrid based model. You need to be really looking at the technology you use in your processes day to day, but also the way you interact and engage with your clients. The typical consumer today expects a really good technology led experience. And that's the opportunity is to say, okay, how do we improve our business to not only make these subscale clients profitable, but actually further grow our business. So how, where's this technology gonna come from and, and and how are advisors going to access it? Yeah, so, so we've been working pretty hard on this ourselves. So there's, there's two pieces of the puzzle here. One is the leveraging different technologies to run your day-to-day -day processes internally. So what's your CRM? What's your mailing processes? What insights and data do you actually have on your customers? And then there's the actual interface from how do you onboard a client? What sort of platforms are you using for them? 
And so for us at Kernel, we've been working on how do we support advisors with a kernel platform-led solution that enables them to better uh, deliver an outcome and create value for that mass affluent market. I think what people also need to understand is what is the value proposition for those clients? The mass affluent client out there, the ones that are receiving inheritance, the thing they really value is having a relationship with somebody that's helping them unpick those real emotional questions and give them comfort about what their future looks like. They really don't care about talking about different fund managers and different ratios of the portfolio. That's just the tool. And you really need to focus on the, the value, which is the planning elements, which is about giving them comfort about tomorrow. Uh, and so you need to do that with a technology-based solution, though, to do that at scale and make it accessible. And because one of the things which was interesting was the amount of time they spent onboarding a client. Yeah. I was, I was sunned at those numbers. So the average was nine hours, yeah. but it went as high as 30. And so you can see, like, it, it, there is a bit of a spectrum out there. There was a lot of people out there with 15, 20 hours to onboard and get a client, um, you know, delivering their first statement of advice. And so, again, that's where technology needs to be looked at. That, that is not a scalable business. You know, if you're spending an entire day to onboard one client, which is subscale anyway. Which is potentially subscale, yeah. then you're not going to grow. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's going to be a big focus on technology, and it's something you guys are yeah. quite focused on. And, and tell me also, like, um, I thought most advisors would have got their clients through referrals, but your, your research was telling us otherwise. Yeah, really large. I think it was about 40%. It was only really about, I think, a third of advisors were properly really leveraging referrals, where by that I mean over 75% of their clients were coming from referrals. Many are not actually properly leveraging their existing client base to grow their business. And so I think that's, a, again, an opportunity that really needs to be looked so at. So well, that's actually something which is quite simple. And, it is. And, and, it's something they can do today. Yeah, and, yeah. and when you see how many of the respondents are saying, we are not at capacity, we want to grow our business, hmm. well, first port of call should be looking at your existing client yeah, base. Yeah. And, and, and you asked about their futures and where they wanted to go. And, and again, um, the results were interesting and most of them wanted to grow. They weren't... Yeah, I think uh, overwhelming the general comments were people were wanting to grow their business. A lot were saying they wanted to hire more advisors. I think that's a reflection of we've been through quite a fundamental regulatory change. Those that have decided that they are you know, wanting to step away from that, they don't want to operate in the new environment, have kind of now you know, passed out and so sold their book. Had or, the clean out. Yeah. And now what we've got left is, I think, a more hungry, uh, optimistic group of advisors who are looking to grow. I think it's going to be really interesting though about where those new advisors are going to come from because many were saying they wanted to hire, but we know they're not out there. So you know that's oh, the next a challenge. Huge, there seems to be a huge opportunity, but I think yeah. it's one of the one of the issues for the industry is how do we bring new blood into the, yeah. into the industry? And um, I'm not sure anyone's got the answer True. to that. Yeah, yeah. And also around um, use of pie funds. Yeah. So I think the we, we asked a, a range of questions around portfolios, how you're implementing it. Uh, one of the overwhelming trends that we're seeing where 75% of respondents basically, so three quarters of advisors have said they plan to increase the use of unlisted pies for the new financial year. Yeah. So I think there is a really strong understanding now of uh, looking at the total cost of investments, tax leakage, the pie benefits. And so with the trustee rate changes and RWT rate, top tax rate at 39% now, pies are becoming quite an attractive tool and we're seeing advisors going, okay, what do I need to do to get ready for the new financial year? Mm. 
and you do need to make those changes and moving out of say AUTs or offshore funds basically. Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and you'd ask some questions around um, did they think about tax leakage and those sorts of Correct. things and, and the answer was... Similar sort of percentage. Again, I think three quarters of people are now are proactively thinking about tax and the cost of tax in their clients' net returns. And because and that tax cost can be quite significant, it's, it's can't huge. it? Huge, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. You know, we're not talking five or ten basis points, like some of this can be up to 50, 70, 80 basis points which, which, of tax costs every yeah. year that um, people are missing out on. And that's before considering the pie benefits of paying at 28 versus say a 39% trustee rate. Yeah, yeah, no that's huge, it's like quite yeah. quite significant. And and just finally to wrap it up, uh, you've got a conference coming up next year? Yeah. So. Yeah. 27th of February, yeah. really excited to be running the first kernel conference for advisors. It's going to be in Auckland. And it's really going to be a day unpicking all the things we've just talked about. Mm, mm. You know, thinking about how to optimise for tax and portfolio construction, thinking about practice management, but also really diving into things like marketing, how do you build your business, and, and particularly looking at technology. Mm. So what role can technology play in your operational processes, but servicing the mass affluent market and growing your business. Yeah. So. Yeah, that should be really interesting. I'm quite interested about this mass affluent market because I guess it's a lot of the people in the, the KiwiSaver schemes yeah. uh, probably fit into that category, don't they? Yeah, so it, yeah, there are a lot of mum and dad investors out there who have got several hundred thousand who are now getting a, a reasonable size KiwiSaver. But the critical number is that there's over a trillion dollars of wealth in New Zealand that is going to pass through an intergenerational wealth transfer in the next 15 odd years. Yeah. So that's a trillion dollars of assets mm. where those people are going to want some form of guidance. And majority of that is sitting in property, a large portion is in property. So there's going to be a, a full reshuffle about our asset makeup and they're going to want to speak to somebody about the inheritance that they've just received and how they're going to manage that. So essentially the uh, future for financial planning is actually pretty bright. Really strong. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Dean. Thanks. Good to have you in here.